Thank you and welcome to this special podcast brought to you by podcastforstartups.com. The Ministry of Digital Affairs in Poland issued a home quarantine app. The media were wondering who was the author of the system and it was our company TakeDesk. So I would like to fill you in um, on what was our company role in this project. My name is Sebastian. I'm the founder and the CEO of TakeDesk. And my name is Nick. I'm the senior project manager at TakeDesk. Let us tell you at the beginning what we are, what do we do as TakeDesk. So we're a mobile application that is used to assign, perform and verify tasks on large scale in main locations simultaneously. And we're basically working for any industry there is. We do work with some big clients like, for example, Shell, Auchan, Rossmann or Biedronka. We work in many different languages. For example, with Shell, we work in Poland, but also in Czech and Slovakia. Uh, we just started a pilot in Canada, and uh, we do have a pilot running in uh, South Africa. What is important, all of those implementations are 100% remote. We don't go to our customers, we just work in Poland. And what TakeTus is, what, what we try to do, is we try to increase the efficiency of our, of our clients uh, by finding ways to support their processes to make them easier and faster. We're very flexible and one of the things that we do is we help our customers to avoid doing audits and sending people in the field to verify things. We do try to help them self-verify their employees. So they, for example, to do a task and then prove they did it in the right place, in the right time, by, for example, taking the photograph. And about four weeks ago, I was driving my car from one of the customers. I was listening to the radio and I heard that borders are going to be closed and everyone who will pass the border will need to go for quarantine. And there was a discussion about how difficult it will be to verify if people actually are at homes. And well, I'm a project manager. So what I do is I try to reuse things, find ways to do things more efficient and connect the dots to make the work faster and easier. And like my brain started to connect dots at right when I heard it, called Sebastian and said, listen, they are verifying if people are at home and we have an application that can take a picture, geolocate it, timestamp it and verify whether that person is that person and is actually at home. So why don't we call the ministry and tell them that we have something that can actually help to keep the policeman doing more important things than going around and asking people if they are at home. And Sebastian said, well, Nick, that's a great idea, but it's impossible you know <laughs> yeah i i agreed so this was my my first reaction because uh, you know we are enterprise software we deal with enterprises not with the public sector we have no connections we do not know people there so you know at the first just thinking about the, the whole project how to sell it how to communicate it to the government it was just just impossible for us but then after a while uh, i decided okay what well, you know, we really have a system that could just in two or three days uh, make the whole uh, thing working. So let's just give it a try. So uh, what I did uh, together with my co-founder, Marek, we started to write emails to uh, police, to uh, different ministries like of health, digital, digital affairs, uh, the, the prime minister and so on. Uh, like the, the public emails. We also contacted with our partners like uh, Microsoft, PwC, Orange, T-Mobile, and asked them you know, to, to maybe help us to get in touch, to, to send this information to, to the authorities. And then suddenly, 
we got an invitation for a meeting on Sunday at two o'clock in the Ministry of Digital Affairs. So we came there. There was a group of, of people, uh, mainly technical, technological people. And what we heard at the beginning uh, from the minister is that, look, guys, uh, at this moment, we have too many options. There are too many companies that want to solve this problem of the quarantine monitoring, but it seems that you might have a solution that will be very quickly to implement. And actually, we prepared for this meeting, so uh, we already had the ready process, so we could already show how our system will help in monitoring the, the quarantine app. We already shown um, how easy it is to implement it on the Azure cloud, uh, that we already implemented our system in several companies in just days so that we are capable of, of doing it. And, you know, it was Sunday at two o'clock in the afternoon and we got an email at 12 o'clock in the night that we got a green light from the prime minister. And then we decided to hold, you know, company uh, stand up, uh, conf call next day morning at eight o'clock. Yeah. And I was like, it was 7 a.m. I was, I was sleeping Sunday. I had a phone call just to wake up, grab a coffee and turn my computer on because at eight o'clock there's a very important announcement. So I just opened my eyes. I said, well, okay, they're firing us. Company's shutting down. What's going on? But I, read my coffee, turned on the computer, I sat down and then Marek started with, listen, last night, about around midnight, we had confirmation from the Ministry of Digital Affairs that we are to launch our system to help with the coronavirus outbreak. And uh, we got 40 hours to go live. So in the next few hours, there will be meetings with groups of people at, at the company, so everyone knows what to do. Uh, tell your families that you're going away for some time, that you're going to be closed in your room and not going out and not talking to people. And, uh, well, we, we started to work as soon as possible. Uh, as far as I know, on Sunday, uh, our chief uh, developer started a proof of concept with the facial recognition system. Yes, and that's right. That's right. He already tested the, the face recognition at that time. Yeah. Then, then in the morning, in the morning we started to work. We had to prepare Azure uh, environments. And we we had a quick meeting with people from Microsoft to set this thing up because you know we were ready for thousands of users, but we were going to face hundreds of thousands of users soon. So there was a lot of work to do. We needed to prepare the tasks. Like the first task that you will actually verify if you're in a quarantine. So a task that will take a picture and use the AI to verify if that's you, uh, geotag it, uh, timestamp it, and then if it's not you or if you're not where you're supposed to be, then we had to communicate it to the police. Now uh, Then we had to do another task that will help people that are close at home and cannot go out to get food, you know, groceries, medicine or advice. The task would communicate with them with the social welfare center. And uh, we had to prepare the third task that would be using texts and pictures and stuff like that, let people know about coronavirus, let them easily access the information. We had to start integrating with the external databases like of the people that are in quarantine. We had to prepare reports for the police, uh, communication with the social welfare center. We had to prepare a way to 
dialed to the general governmental COVID call center from the application. Uh, we had to prepare sending the text messages that are going out from the from the system. We had to. Our marketing team was working like with the ministry on all the texts, all the you know like feelings in the tasks. They were working with all the media coverage, the the text messages, texts, and we had 48 hours to start the tests. So actually, on uh, Wednesday morning, I believe penetration test. Yeah, we, we were ready at we were ready at this time. So yeah, exactly. After 48 hours, we we were having the application for tests. Yeah, I believe that there was a penetration test conducted by the internal security agency and tests we by... We got the report and it was proven that it was it is a safe system because, you know, they have a lot of personal data in the system, so it had to be safe. Yeah, and uh, we had, you know, like multiple redos, so, you know, typos, fixing like tiny little words in the text. So there's like a lot of work. Uh, we had to prepare also the, all the communication to the media coverage, to the to the what was going out in public. And the whole thing happens, uh, you know, we were all working in the home office and uh, we actually managed to pull that off uh, with the tests, with all the improvements. Uh, so on Thursday in the morning, the system actually went live. Uh, at the beginning, there were like thousands of users. After a few days, there were tens of thousands of users because you know there were we we're all the time expecting there's going to be more because there were old lines at the borders and uh, we worked really hard with specialists from NASC and from Microsoft Azure group yeah I don't know the 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 help we got from for example from Microsoft was not only in in terms of building the servers and optimizing them for a huge amount of people because now we have like two hundred thousand uh, people in the quarantine and some of them are in the quarantine some already ended the quarantine but it's it's a much bigger amount of users but you know we are as a company had to first of course deal with this uh, this situation we informed all our clients that uh, we will have to put on hold the uh, new version of the system and we had to somehow minimize our support for them for this two weeks and honestly the oral clients understood the situation it was a very positive reaction from their side after some time we could go back to i would say more normal business uh, life but on the other hand you know what happened we uh, started to talk with Microsoft and other partners about uh, you know uh, talking with other countries about our system so now we are in, in in a few talks with different governments around the world about our system to implement it we also are in several implementations for business uh, clients so after this two-week period where we had to slow down now we are recovering from from that period and we are going back to almost normal normal business the important thing is that a part of all the business issues we have we are also were in the middle of our investment round so uh, you know you can imagine that in the same time you have a really good information for investors which is our you know new deal with the ministry of digital affairs but on the other hand a lot of investors decided to you know to close their investment activity and to concentrate on their portfolio companies. So, you know, in the middle of the round, we have two different signals. And fortunately for us, we we have this capability to show that we are resilient or anti-fragile for this kind of situation. And then, as we have really a great team and a great product. So so we hope that we will be able still to close the round till the end of May. But it's it's a very new situation for us. And uh, honestly, you know, what we wanted to do with this uh, podcast, we wanted to, you know, 
clarify how we managed to implement this this system um, as it was really a complex project and in a completely new field for us and uh, by doing this we wanted to inspire you to you know find innovative ways of using your own products in in this whole new situation that we all uh, have to face and maybe even of using those products to even help to eradicate or minimize the the, the pain and and the the stress that people have uh, now in this this uh, times. So please stay safe, healthy, and of course innovative. Uh, and thank you very much for listening. Cheers. Bye bye. Cheers. Thank you. Thank you for listening to this special edition, a podcast brought to you by podcastforstartups.com. Thank you.